0: came screaming out of the bathroom to tell his mum that he dropped his toothbrush down the toilet. So, of course, his mum took the toothbrush and threw it immediately into the bin. David stood there for a moment, then ran to the bathroom and brought out his mum's toothbrush. He held it up and with a charming little smile said, Mum, we better throw this one out too. It fell down the toilet a couple of weeks ago. Kids <laughs> are great, aren't they? They make life so much more interesting. So this morning is a celebration of the little gift of Caleb. And we believe that he's worth celebrating. Someone has said this about a baby. A baby is a small member of the home that makes love stronger, days shorter, nights longer, the bank account smaller, the home happier, clothes shabbier, the past forgotten, and the future worth living for. They have the ability to brighten up the dullest of days and soften the hardest of hearts. And so this morning as a church family, we're here to celebrate and thank God for little Caleb because we believe that he truly is precious. But sadly we live in a world where every child is not always valued. So we're going to look at a passage in the Bible that helps us to, to see that and to work through that. So it's in Mark chapter 10, verse 13 to 16, and Stephen and Damien are going to read it to us. So just listen as they read this for us. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them and blessed them. Children were not always valued in the Greek and Roman culture. They were often seen, but not heard. They had no rights, no status. In fact, many unwanted children were just discarded into the street or killed. Either because of health issues or because of the poverty of the families. Now, as Jewish men, the disciples would not have agreed to that kind of extreme behaviour. But to some extent, they they were conforming to the pattern of the world around them, to their culture. So when parents brought their kids to be blessed by Jesus, it says in Mark, Matthew chapter 19, the disciples rebuked them. The disciples thought that Jesus was far too important to be disturbed by kids with their dribbling and their dirty nappies and their crying. After all, these disciples were focused on building God's kingdom on earth. So they had no time for these little kids who had no physical or political or religious power. And despite all of the changes and advances in our society, for some people, this kind of attitude is still acceptable today. Many of us know about the upcoming abortion referendum. It's asking our nation to decide on whether unborn children should be able to be rejected... Based on their development age, or the circumstances of their conception, or the circumstances of their parents, or even their physical or mental abilities, or expected lifespan, and yet Jesus' attitude to these kids that day is completely different. He did not go go along with the attitude of the Greek. Or the Roman culture. And he didn't agree with the disciples either. Instead, when Jesus saw the disciples push those kids away. It says in Mark chapter 10, he was indignant. Jesus was incensed by that attitude. That would have rejected kids. He was deeply offended by it. Jesus had a strong emotional response in saying, that is just wrong. He believed that the attitudes and the actions of his disciples was completely against what God had and God's values. That's because Jesus recognized the intrinsic value and worth of each and every child. Listen to what Jesus said about the value of a human being. He said this in Luke chapter 12. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. This is how God values us. This is the worth that God places on us and the care that he takes on each and every one of us. Each person, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant, is precious to God. He watches over them because he cares about them. And so if we are committed to following God today, if we want to live in a way that God is pleased with, then we need to do the same. Despite the culture that we're living in, or the claims that other people's rights take precedence over the life of a child, we need to hold on to the value and the worth of every child and do what we can to care for them, And to watch over them. So we're here to reaffirm today as a church family and to celebrate the value and the worth of little Caleb. But we also want to reaffirm and express the value and worth of every child. No matter who they are, where they're from or what challenges they're going to face. That's because we believe that every child is made in the image of God. This is what it says in Genesis chapter 1. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And that is what makes human life so valuable and so distinct. Every child is created by God to resemble God. To reflect him. To relate to Him. To represent Him in this world. And to reflect His glory. Now, of course, we know that we've all fallen short of that standard, don't we? This is what David wrote in Psalm 51. He says this, Surely I was sinful at birth. Sinful from the time my mother conceived me. David knew that all through his life, he this tendency, this nature that rebelled against God. He always wanted to do things his own way. He always wanted to live his own way. Even if it hurt God, or even if it hurt other people. And this is just the consequence of being a descendant of Adam. The very first human being who sinned against God. And so part of being part of the, the human race means that we're going to follow in the footsteps of Adam. So this is a reality, even for little Caleb. As members of the human race, we are all, we all have that sinful nature. We all have that rebellious streak. And us who are parents can very much attest to that, can't we? We know that. In ourselves, but also in our kids. But interestingly, if you notice, this verse actually gives a very clear biblical answer as to when human life begins. It's one of the the arguments about today, isn't it? When does human life begin? Well, David traces his personal existence, as well as his sinfulness, right back to the very start of his life. The moment of his conception. So that's when David's life began. (laughs) That's when he became part of the human race with all of its sinful tendencies. Even when he was, as people say, just a clump of cells. He was still fully human. And fully a person. But David's sinfulness did not remove his intrinsic value and worth in God's sight. As he grew up and as he developed, God was carefully and lovingly forming David's body according to his special purpose and plan. And there a beautiful psalm that that many of us, I'm sure, love that describes that process. It's Psalm 139 and uh, Kerry and Megan they're going to read a little bit of it to us. Thanks guys. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Thanks girls. So that is why it's right for us to be here praising God for Caleb this morning. We are, in celebrating Caleb, we are celebrating God's masterpiece. We are celebrating this unique and individual child that God so wonderfully made. But we're also celebrating that God entrusted Caleb into the lives of of Bran and Evelyn as an amazing gift. This is a gift of God's love and God's grace. So in in Psalm 127 it says this, Sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are reward from Him. Children are a gift from God. So it's important that if we recognise the value of the gift of Caleb, that we take time to thank the one who gave him to us. That's why this morning is a thanksgiving service. But it's also why we're here today to pray God's blessing on Caleb. This is what Jesus did. He took the children in his arms, he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. And in a few minutes, we're going to also pray for Caleb. We're going to put Caleb through our prayers into God's hands. And because we recognise how wonderful and precious he is, we're going to ask God to look after him and to watch over him and to make sure that he grows up safe and healthy and happy and well. But we also know that we have a role in that. We have a role in caring for this wonderful gift from God. And Caleb already wants to get involved in the service. And it's not easy looking after a little precious child. I love the story that's told of a new father who who was beside himself with excitement over the birth of his son. And he was determined to do everything properly, everything according to the rules. And so, so tell me, he said, nurse, what time should I wake the little guy up in the morning? Of course, the nurses fell about laughing because I don't think many of us parents have had to wake our kids up in the morning. Yeah, Bran, Evelyn, had to waken uh, wake Caleb up in the morning? Or does he waking you up? Three in, <laughs> Three in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning, whatever it is. So, it's tough to look after a little precious child like this. They become the, the boss of our lives. And it takes great commitment and care to look after them. And so this morning we're going to pray for God's wisdom for Bran and for Evelyn, And for all of us as a church family. So that we would all treasure and protect and nurture and love this wonderful masterpiece from God. Knowing that despite how demanding looking after a little child is. He is worth it. Looking after a little baby is tough. But he's certainly worth it, isn't he? So we're going to be praying just in a minute or two about asking God to help us to do that. And to express our commitment to stand with Brian and Evelyn as they raise little Caleb. Kids are great. They are precious. They are gifts from God. And it's so essential that we value and care for them. But when Jesus rebuked the disciples that day, when they tried to keep those kids away from Jesus, he didn't just reaffirm the value of the children. This is what he said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus told the disciples to allow the kids to come to him, and he warned them not to let anything stop them from coming. That's because Jesus desperately wanted these kids, not just to come to him, but to come into his kingdom. The disciples didn't think these kids were important enough for Jesus to bother with. But Jesus wanted them to come to him so that ultimately he could rescue them. He could redeem them. He could bring them into a saving relationship with himself. After all, that is why Jesus came from heaven to earth. This is what Jesus said about himself. Calling himself the Son of Man. He said, The Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. This is why Jesus came. And this is still Jesus' desire. Today, Jesus longs for the day when we can welcome, when he can welcome, sorry, Caleb into his kingdom. Because Jesus came to earth for Caleb. He came to demonstrate his love to Caleb, to reveal his truth to Caleb, to lay down his life as an atoning sacrifice for Caleb, to take away all of his sins so Caleb could be forgiven, so he could be declared righteous in God's sight, so he could become part of God's family and live forever in life in all of its fullness. But we cannot do anything to guarantee that this morning. I want to be really clear this morning. We are not bringing Caleb into God's kingdom today. He is not becoming a child of God today. We can't do that with little Caleb. No religious ritual or ceremony can make that happen. That's because in order to be brought into God's family, in order to be adopted as a child of God, like all of us, Caleb will need to make a decision for himself. He will need to decide to put his trust in Jesus and accept him as the forgiver of his sins and the leader of his life. This is what Jesus this is what John chapter 1 says about Jesus. Says, to all who received Jesus. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So, this right, this privilege to become a child of God is given to those who receive Jesus, to those who believe in Jesus' name. So, Caleb will need to make that decision for himself to trust in Jesus one day. And we're going to be praying that that will happen. But for that to happen, as Caleb grows up, he will need to hear about Jesus. He will need to hear the story of Jesus. He will need to hear about why Jesus came and why he died on the cross. So that he can accept this wonderful gift of salvation. That says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And so this morning, we're not just going to pray for God to look after Caleb. In his physical needs or emotional needs. We're going to ask God to bring Caleb to Jesus. To faith in Jesus. And Bran and Evelyn and we as his church family are here also to express our commitment to do what we can to make that happen. We're going to stand and make that de- declaration that we are here to try and share the wonderful message of the gospel with little Caleb so that one day Caleb will put his trust in Jesus this is Caleb's deepest need Mm. this is our greatest desire that one day Caleb will accept Jesus into his own life and accept him as Saviour and Lord and know the joy of his forgiveness so this is what we're going to do this morning just now As a church family, we're going to pray for Caleb. We're going to thank God for Caleb because he's an amazing gift from God. We're going to ask for God's blessing on Caleb, placing him in God's hands because we believe that he is precious to him. And we're dedicating Caleb to the Lord, asking Jesus to draw him to himself so that one day Caleb would put his trust and faith in Jesus. And we're going to ask God's help For Bran, and for Evelyn, for Dora, as big sister, and for us as his church family. That we will do everything that we can to watch over him, to look after him, to nurture and treasure Caleb. And ultimately, and most excitingly, to introduce him to Jesus. So this morning, we've been thinking about what Jesus taught us, through his example and through his words about the value and worth, Of a little child. But at that time too. Jesus also taught us. That kids. Can teach us something important as well. This is what Jesus said. He said. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God. Like a little child. Will never enter it. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God. Like a little child will never enter it. Jesus didn't only tell disciples to allow the kids to come to Him. He told them that in order to come to Him, everyone has to come like a little child. Little kids like Caleb, they don't try and earn their parents' love and care. They just cry out in desperation. They simply ask, For what they cannot provide for themselves. Believing that their parents will hear them. And respond. And give them what they need. And if we want to know God in our lives. If we want to be part of God's kingdom. Then we need to come. In just the same way to our Heavenly Father. We need to come humbly. And in need. Admitting that we've sinned against God. We need to come empty handed, without pride or pretense, admitting that we are helpless and that we cannot do anything to earn God's love or earn God's forgiveness or to save ourselves. And we need to come in faith, just completely depending on our Father. And his gift of forgiveness and righteousness that comes through Jesus. And if we come to God in that way, then God promises, guarantees that he will forgive all of our sins. And he will welcome us into his family. And that we will be saved forever. So folks, if there's anybody here this morning and you're sitting here and you think, I haven't accepted this gift yet. I haven't come like a little child and just asked for God's forgiveness and grace. Then this can be the day. Not just a day to celebrate Caleb and, and pray for his, his blessing, but this could be the day that you receive that gift of forgiveness into your life and you become a child of God. Just call out in faith and ask God's forgiveness. Put your life in His hands. If you want to know more about it, if you want to talk to me about it afterwards, then please do. But it's a gift that's an offer, even today. But for those of us who have accepted this wonderful gift, then we're going to celebrate that gift in the way that He told us to. And taking some bread. It's just ordinary everyday bread. And yet we're going to break it and we're going to eat it as a symbol and a reminder of Jesus' body broken on the cross under the weight of our sin. I'm are going to take these cups and there's just juice in them. And yet for us they're a symbol of Jesus' blood shed for us on the cross to wash away all of our sins. I'm going to do that just to thank God for the gift of His Son, His love, His forgiveness, and His salvation.